Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm bringing you the first episode in a short mini-series about stress. Because it is Stress Awareness Week in the first week of November and I could wax lyrical about stress, quite frankly. Um, So I have broken it down into a mini-series for you. So in this episode... I'm going to be talking to you about what really happens when we're stressed, what some of the common symptoms are and how you can spot it in yourself and others, and the common causes of stress in both your work and personal life. So dive into today's episode. Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without stress, doubt and overwhelm so that I help you to increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce increase performance and make the impact that you want in the world. So welcome back to this mini-series about stress. But before I dive in, please just do hit the subscribe button or even go over and leave a review. It helps enormously for the podcast to be found by other people so that we can get the message out there and be more informative and more supportive. So if you haven't done already, do please hit that subscribe button. And in today's episode, as I said in the intro, I'm going to be talking about what really happens when we're stressed, the symptoms of stress and how to spot stress in yourself and in others, if it's people in your workplace, and be able to identify what are the common causes so that you can be aware of them coming up or reduce the situations that are going to happen. Now it's definitely been a stressful time for people and I won't deny that there have even been times when I just want to hide under the duvet with a book and come out when it's all over but really that's just not possible is it and it's a situation is going on far longer I think than a lot of people ever imagined you just couldn't write it could you I keep saying to people you know if somebody made a film about this then we'd all be kind of like oh yeah right that's a right load of codswallop is that isn't it but actually it happens to be true and so because uh, the first week of November is stress awareness week then it's the perfect time for me to be talking about this across a series of episodes because You know, we can't stop the virus, but reducing the stress that we have either in our daily lives, in our workplaces and and because of the virus will help you to feel more in control of the situations that you're in. It'll help to enable you to operate better or to increase your performance, you know, through challenging times. 
and I'm already booked to do an awful lot of stress awareness or stress management workshops with companies. That week is nearly full for me. But one of the other things that I'm doing right now is also I have prepared a stress awareness pack so that companies can buy this and use it as a format to be able to promote stress awareness within their organisation or their workplace so that teams can be supported to have the learnings, some of which obviously I'm going to be mentioning on the podcast, but so that you've got fact sheets and you've got learning and you can engage your people in this, which will improve their awareness, which improves productivity and helps them to be happier and healthier and therefore more productive and more engaged, which means ultimately that you're kind of, well, reducing the risk of sick absence or people leaving and even presenteeism in the workplace all of which are marvellously good things and give you more than the return on investment. If you want to talk to me about that, then get in touch with me, emma at emmalankton.com and I'll be happy to go through more detail of what's included in the pack. I'll help you in any other way. It does also have some a quiz and some sort of discussion activities and some other de-stressing activities to help you be able to engage your teams and use it to have conversations happening in the workplace to raise awareness and to really enhance that education around stress and how we can prevent it. As I've said, I can wax lyrical about this forever and I will try not to. But just to give you some information on the statistics, in 2020, so we're well up to date with all of this, um, British adults in employment, 79% experienced work-related stress and that's 20% higher than the 2018 findings. And work-related office politics were the common causes of work-related stress as well as a lack of interdepartmental communication and then it was about the performance of others and long hours also rates quite highly up there as being a big issue so The thing is that what can we do and what can we offer in the workplace and uh, to be able to help people to manage stress and to be more aware of what they can do individually about their own stressors too. Well, let's just go back slightly and just have a little um, recap about, um, you know, what stress is because We're also used to kind of talking about stress and I think there's a lot of people that will say that they're stressed when actually they're perhaps feeling maybe just a little bit under pressure and a little bit overwhelmed. But what stress really, really is, is where the mind and body are preparing to deal with perceived, perceived is is the important word in here, the pressure or threat. And I think some people say that they're really stressed when actually they're just really busy. Um... But the mind instructs the body to release a surge of hormones, mainly adrenaline, um, to enable you to be able to face up to that pressure or that threat. So imagine that 
in caveman times, it was really about, you know, there was like a bear or a tiger and you were literally under attack. The thing is that in today's world, what is happening is that our perception, that word perceived is important. It's that we feel that we're under attack from things that I'm going to cover in more detail, but amount of workload, time pressure, um, those sorts of things. And what we do is we go into fight flight or freeze and we need adrenaline to enable us to get to that place of safety but the thing is that what we do if that place that is causing us the most pressure or stress is say the workplace or home then or something that's happening in those places then actually what's happening is we're going back in to those places of danger again and again and again whereas the reality is in caveman times we'd have kind of learned from that experience and we would have been like oh don't go near that bit because you know that's where the tiger lives <laughs> type thing do you get what i mean so that's where the difference is now when the pressure has passed the stress hormones once again return to normal and that's what I mean. If we are constantly feeling stressed, then that our body is constantly releasing those stress hormones. So there's no opportunity for it to return to normal. Or there's much less opportunity. Thinking again, I know I'm banging on about a caveman. Or woman, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> you know, they would have only encountered that bear or tiger once once in a while but that's what I mean about you know we're going back into the workplace every single day the stress hormones remain in the body when they are there for long periods of time they remain in the body and they cause other illnesses just by being there um so stress produces a range of sort of signs and symptoms and one person's symptoms may differ greatly from another. So the key in recognising when we are stressed is to focus on the changes in how we are. Now what often happens is, particularly with workplace stress or stress that's happening because of work situations and things like that, what happens is we begin to feel that this is normal. As one of my uh, coaching clients once said to me, you know, the review that she gave me was, I come to realise that being stressed all the time is not normal. And it's not. Um, and we don't have to feel that way. But the... So it's recognising the change that you have, but often we're too busy focusing on the things that we have to do, like the external things that are happening around us. And we stop focusing inward, if you like, on ourselves. So we miss some of the changes so that's why it's always really really good to revisit this information and to just raise in our awareness a little bit more the symptoms of stress so that you can spot it in yourself but it's also about spotting it in others because again what you're looking for is somebody behaving differently performing differently you know appearing a bit different you know behavior wise if they're sluggish or less talkative or more talkative or whatever those are the things that I'm going to cover so it's looking for the differences if we I know I'm going to whiz through really really quickly but there can be some um 
physical sorts of symptoms that we can have that might be around frequent headaches or muscle tension and pain some people talk about backache because we're all really tense and tight when we're feeling you know this adrenaline and this pressure all the time it might be about sort of fast or shallow breathing a tightness in the chest because actually you're not getting enough breath deep down into your lungs it might be about um being quite sweaty or feeling a bit dizzy and lightheaded. It might be palpitations. It might be feeling a bit sick in the stomach and nauseous and things like that. Obviously, those are the things that are easier to spot in yourself than they are in others. Behavioural problems that you can spot both in yourself and in others might be about being withdrawn or temper outbursts. It might be about fidgeting and being unable to relax it might be talking faster or more it might be being unsociable unreasonable or pulling back from the team so they're no longer a team player or they seem to have a lack of motivation or a lack of interest in things it might be a lack of appetite. It might be that somebody's sort of drinking more alcohol or even just drinking more coffee or reaching for more chocolate and, and things that were a kind of um, craving type scenarios. If we think about psychological type things, that people might have a difficulty being able to make decisions because what happens is we end up with a kind of bit of brain fog. So there's a bit of your brain that switches off to innate because what I usually say to people is, actually, you know, if we were in danger and we stood and looked at this bear or this tiger and then kind of went, oh my, what big teeth you've got, like little red riding hood, that would just absolutely not be helpful. So there's a bit of our brain that switches off that just goes into just focus, just do the things that you need to do to survive, which then means it can sometimes be really difficult to think clearly, to focus, to be able to make decisions. So people can be forgetful or struggle to follow instructions or have difficulty switching off or being vague or some people kind of ruminate and go over and over and over things or they get worry or imagine the worst have negative thoughts and so can you see that kind of brain switchy off type scenarios that might be happening and that might be for you but you might notice it with people that you work with and think you know they're usually really on it and they seem to be a bit ditzy or something distracted when we think about the emotional things, it might be that they're more irritable, they're more anxious, they kind of lost confidence in some of the things that they used to be really good at. It might be that there's low mood or that they're really tearful or that they become more short-tempered and more or more angry. I once worked with a top London lawyer and she found that she was just bursting into tears in the middle of quite important very important meetings and felt that she was really struggling to control her emotions and that was where her key identifier was that she was stressed and so you know we did some work and we reduced the stress levels and we gave her some tools and techniques to be able to manage that sort of thing and so the tools and techniques that is going to be in the next episode so I'm you know I'm really sorry if that's going to keep you waiting but that will be out next week 
But remember that what one person finds stressful may be, you know, a delight or motivating to somebody else. Um, what I often say is, you know, my kids absolutely love roller coasters, or they did when we were allowed out. Um, and I used to stand there like the bag lady and just look at them and think, well, what do you want to do that for? Why do you want to be able to feel like that? It's not my thing. But you have to remember that. And it's also about in the workplace, perhaps, and even in your family, maybe somebody is more suited to do that particular job or this particular task than you are and so that's what I mean about what one person finds stressful somebody else doesn't somebody else might be like oh I absolutely love that common stressful things in life you know I think ages ago they used to put these sort of lists of top 10 things in the, in like newspapers and things didn't they you know which is about um divorce or separation relationship problems health issues issues with children um caring for relatives and things like that and I mean it's funny not funny but you know these are all the things that we've been struggling with I suppose through COVID um there might be personal or social type issues such as the the financial worries again relevant um dealing with difficulties in the workplace or feeling that they're discriminated against worrying about the future all very topical um there might be issues with friends or their support network again we're losing some of those connections because of what we're having to um, do distancing or even isolating it might be about some of the people that we live with you know with perhaps additional needs or um, particular issues there but that's all going to cause some of the more ongoing stress levels rather than the kind of peaks and troughs the peaks and troughs we can deal with because that's where i was saying at the beginning you would get this stressful situation and then you would calm down from it but it's often when we've got ongoing events in our daily lives some of that might be about kind of deadlines and pressure it might be about unemployment or looming threat of unemployment it might be about time pressure it might be, you know, about travel or other circumstances like that. When you look at the health and safety executive, they have identified six factors that cause employee stress at work, which are the demands of the job, control of the way that they do the work, support, relationships, understanding their role and responsibilities and dealing with change. So all of those things can be, you know, quite difficult for people. And as I said, when you're able to identify your stressors or your triggers, then it's going to be much easier to know exactly what it is that you are dealing with. It's like getting to the root cause of the problem rather than kind of just guessing or that somebody else going oh, I get that because, you know, I'm really, really stressed, so I think this is the thing that's causing you the problem. As I said, we're all different. If you have sort of recognised some of the symptoms there in yourself and other, or others, but you're not really able to easily identify what the problem is, then sometimes what I say to people is keep a bit of a stress diary. Note down episodes of uh, stressful situations or just tricky and even difficult situations because if you've got into that place where it feels like it's just 
you know, stress has become the norm, then look for things that are kind of difficult or even just feeling stress or pressure. Um, do that for a week or two. I know that sounds like I'm adding more to your to-do list and you've already got plenty to do. Thank you very much. And I totally get that. But we're not doing this forever. And we're doing it for a reason that is a good reason to be able to then help you identify what it is that are the problems and what it is that you need to do. So... Hopefully, I know that's a bit of a whistle-stop tour, but hopefully that's really, really helpful. You know, I've already got, I'm coming up to 10 years experience working with people with stress and anxiety and associated to well-being issues that affect their performance. And recently, as I've said, I've been working with a number of organisations to successfully deliver the virtual trainings on stress management and resilience, etc., So if you want to contact me to discuss the needs of your organisation or your individual needs, get in touch with me now. You can go to my website www.emmalankton.com and if you go to the contact page, you can either just drop me an email from there or if you scroll down the page, you can see the slots that are available in my diary so that you can just book one of those and we can get straight in and have a conversation. And then we can help you to be able to get really, really clear. If you are finding that you're having a challenging time or you want to put that support in place either now in Stress Awareness Week or in the future. As ever, if you've got any questions, do just get in touch with me. Drop me an email, send me a message and do remember to hit the subscribe button. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now. (laughs) 